Core Confidence Life. Life. Welcome to the Core Confidence Life Personal Development Podcast. I am your host, Dennis, broadcasting to you right here in New York City. Okay, to get in touch with me easily for any questions, anything you'd want to know about the program, or if you want to set up a time for a consultation, whatever it is, it's Dennis at coreconfidencelife.com. That's Dennis at coreconfidencelife.com. Dot com. Don't forget to visit our social media pages. You, know, you can go to LinkedIn. Yeah, find us on LinkedIn, right? Also, Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Sometimes I haven't posted on Instagram in a while, but hey, we're there on Instagram as well. Uh, so visit our website, cclpodcast.com, if you want to have more info about this show, including back episodes, things you have missed, Core Confidence TV. All those things, because some of our interviews are on video. So go explore cclpodcast.com. All right. So while you're on the website, by the way, um, we've got several things on there, right? So we are talking about men's personal development. And so if you go to cclpodcast.com, you'll have the opportunity, if you go to the footer area, you'll have the opportunity to take a look at some books like Unshame Your Masculinity. That's right, how to increase your, un, your masculinity with no shame. Also, the Core Confidence Training Booklet um, and other products there on the CCL Podcast uh, website. So on today's program, we have a little bit of a experiential edu- education type thing. You see, I always think it's a good idea to get a better understanding of people that have that live differently from us and have different challenges than the average person. So you might know already, those who've been listening to this program for a while, that I am, uh, well, they call it disabled. I don't know if I call it disabled, but they call it disabled, right? I have a visual impairment. So um, a lot of people think things about visual in, people with visual impairment. Like There's a lot of stereotypes that go around, a lot of stigmas that go around about that. Okay, and there's also stigmas that go around about other uh, so-called disabilities, and it's even more so when people cannot visually see what your disability might be. So if you're blind or if you are in a wheelchair or something that is observable, uh, then people can see it. But oftentimes when you have an invisible disability, it's difficult for people to really get an understanding of, of of what it is. And so on today's program, we're going to talk to a man who has autism. And he actually has a podcast all about autism and being able to understand autism uh, and provide people who have autism a fair shot at uh, living life in the mainstream. So he'll tell us about the struggles that uh, occur in the lives of some people with autism as it pertains to relating to the public and trying to make a living, and ways that we can 
look past our own stereotypes and limiting beliefs around people with different disabilities, especially invisible ones. And so that's what we're going to be spending our time talking about here on the Core Confidence Life. And it's good that we treat everybody the same. A man is a man regardless on what challenges he may have. We all have challenges, folks. Some of it is visible. Some of it's invisible. Some of it is by circumstance of life. But we all have challenges as men that we work around. And so it's good to understand when we meet people who may be different than us, we provide them with the same respect as an adult grown man um, or anyone, a grown person, as we would as we would want to be afforded to ourselves. And so here we go with Sam Mitchell, podcaster, talking about autism and how we can look past the stereotypes of autism right after this. Hi, I'm Charlene Bowden, host of the It's Just Us radio show, president and founder of It's Just Us Productions. It's Just Us Productions is a cross-media company that produces radio and TV programs that are heard and seen by national and international audiences. Visit our website at ijuproductions.com, follow us on social media, and tune in on the first and third Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the It's Just Us radio show on the Artist First radio network. What's going on, Sam? Hey, everybody. I'm doing good to be here. All right. Absolutely. So you are a podcaster, and that is the topic of our show today. So what is the name of your podcast? Autism Rocks and Rolls. It's about autism and how we cope with daily struggles that you may or may not understand. Autism Rocks and Rolls. And so I thought it would be very good to have you on the program to discuss um, just how different people live who are not um in the, in the normative way of acting and what we expect and things like that. People who may have been stigmatized and so forth. So I want you to be able to give us a better understanding on what autism is all about and how, and how people with autism move through the world. So yeah, let's talk about that. What is autism? It is a neurodevelopmental, what Sai calls a neurodevelopmental disorder that struggles with social cues, basically, and other array of stuff and basic skills, which I do show the basic skills, but I'm a genius at hard stuff sometimes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So how does someone get autism? Was this something that you were born with? Is this something that you acquire? Uh, I was diagnosed when I was four. I didn't like loud fireworks and loud noises. Mm -hmm. And I had, and I had sensitive feelings like outside. Mm Mm-hmm. So what, how does someone get screened for autism? So you said you were at four. So how did someone know that there was something else going on? And what is that like to get, what is that like? What is the diagnosis like? Well, the doctors told me a, so I can't really remember much. I was younger really, but it just felt weird. I was told when I was six. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's how it feels. That answers your question. Uh, so how did you take that when you when you were told this? How, how you know? How did you receive that? Well, I'm kind of a straightforward guy who was like cut the crap. So I figured by the way she was doing this, she was basically revealing with the book. But after that, life made sense. Life made so much more sense, and I understood why I was getting excluded and all these many things. It all made sense to me, and all the puzzle pieces finally came together for a second. 
Mm, so you were saying you were getting excluded from things and things like that. And that was the answer to the puzzle. So yep. what 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 things were you puzzled about? Like, what were you disincluded in? What, how were you treated that that was a puzzle to you? Why am I excluded? Example, why am, why am I not getting involved with stuff? Why aren't people not understanding how I work? Why aren't people not understanding how I chat? Why are people not interested in professional wrestling? All that was those questions. But after I got that autism diagnosis, after I was told, I finally had the answer. All right. So these are questions that's good to get into. How do you communicate? Uh, communicate. Well, I communicate with words. I'm the type of guy who's like, tell me. I mean, I converse well, but I don't communicate well. Like, I don't, don't, I don't like non-verbal cues. I don't like the eye rolls, the body language. I hate, I'd rather just use our words. Be like, if you hate me, tell me to my face. I don't care anymore. But yeah, if you want to call me a shithead, tell me. I'd rather you tell me than hide the fact that you think that. Mm-hmm. So... When pe- when you say people didn't understand how you communicated, what were some of the misunderstandings that you experienced when dealing with other people? Um, some of the mis- misunderstandings was I didn't understand why they were really just not including me in other activities because society has a tendency to think if someone's different, it's easier just to push them off, which is stupid. So I would I would instead learn about the person. So I, they weren't learning about me, I guess, is a way to put it. But what were you doing that was so different that made people exclude you? Were you doing anything like what? I don't know what somebody would call weird. I, I have no idea. But what okay, were you doing? Yeah. Oh, that. OK, yeah, I can answer that. Um, probably wasn't like playing the way that society wants to and probably wasn't shut up about professional wrestling and and was just a nervous person all the time and still am a little bit. OK. So that's the way you communicate. You you were a little nervous and you didn't exactly understand certain body cues or social cues. And it kind of made you stand out a little bit. Uh, and this thing with professional wrestling, what what's the deal with that? Is that um, is that something that that you intensely love? What was oh, yes. About? OK, I love it since I was six, buddy. I haven't left it since then. Okay. I love professional since i was six i watched my first match was sheamus versus wade baron on smackdown i think it was a tables match so long time no no see but i've recently interviewed the professional wrestler wwe legend hardcore legend mick foley on my show and he was pretty humble Mm -hmm. so you think that people thought you were weird for that because i don't really think that's weird it's not my interest but i don't think it's weird a lot of people or, I know professionally wrestling. So why do people think you're weird for that? That's a great question. That's a question for them. Well, I mean, I guess that's true because I don't know when I was growing up, you know, I know that there's an age difference, but when I was growing up, I mean, it was the W it used to be WWE back in the day when I was growing up and it was just it was WWF actually it was, yeah. Yeah, it was WWE. Now it's WWF back then. Um, and this is what the boys was into. Like I wasn't, but this is what the boys was into. And every day they'd be in the schoolyard, doing wrestling moves on each other and stuff like that. So a top rope elbow drop. Yeah. All these things. So if you were a kid and this was your, your thing, I wonder why that wasn't accepted because that's maybe. And probably I've said some stuff. I have no filter. Sometimes I understand. I don't understand this between a blunt being blunt and honest. I never have. So maybe I've done that. Mm. 
Okay. Maybe I pissed someone off too. I don't know. Well, can you give me an example on what do you mean by blunt and straightforward? What did you? What do you feel you say that most people would say? Oh shit! What the fuck? The truth. The truth sometimes, and sometimes the truth hurts, and sometimes you don't need to say the truth, and you sometimes need to hold back on the truth. But so I can't. I never have, and I regret doing it sometimes. And I feel like I need to get soap in my mouth when I do that. So I'm. I'm wondering, this is interesting. What? I mean, I, I don't know if you can answer. I don't know if there is an answer, which is why we're talking about autism, I guess, because that's part of it. But uh, what? I'm just trying to figure out what is so what do you say that's so hurtful or so shocking to people? Uh, that's number one. And number two. um. If you regret it at the end, do you think about it before you say it? No, I think after, though. Okay. But it's the truth. It, I mean, it answers that. It kind of goes back to that the previous answer, the truth. I've said stuff to where, like, like I've made fun of people unintentionally. Like, I, it came across, like, rude, but I, I, the, the intention was never to, like, make fun of them. It was just to kid around with them, but... I tend to have fun with people and sometimes that the way I come across having fun can be rude. Okay. So is this um, part of autism? The, the, the social, the lack of social cues and knowing how to deal with people and communication. Is that, you know, what the main, what some of the main uh, aspects of autism is? Yes, sir. Okay. What are some <laughs> of the, what are some of the other aspects of autism? Uh, they got really bad anxiety. I've had bad anxiety since I was a little boy and it probably runs in the family too. So it's probably I didn't say a chance, <laughs> but I've also don't bend. Well, I don't like do plan B's I'm black and white. It's like, no, it's this way or this way. We don't compromise. There's no middle. It's, it's either that way or the other way. There's no middle. Then we, I have sensitive feelings like outside. I don't like wet t-shirts on me. It's a pinchy feeling. It's very uncomfortable. And I also do not. It's kind of hard for me to get a job because not because of them, but because of others. The 70 percent of people, according to Miss Temple Grandin, 70 percent of people are not with autism, are not holding a job. And that's troublesome because of because of a miscommunication. And when that miscommunication happens, instead of trying to help, they fire, they fire their ass. Mm, okay. So the communication is one thing. And then you have body sensitivity. So there's certain things you don't like on you or touching you. What? No, what are, what it's like a things? cold times a thousand. Okay. Uh, but to answer your question, I don't like my shirt wet. I don't like the shirt wet. Don't mind the pants wet. It's just the shirt. It's mm -hmm. really pinchy. Um, I don't like holes in my clothes. Like like my dad has holes sometimes in my clothes. And I'm tempted to just like. Or rip it more because it's out of put it out of its misery, I guess is the way to put it. And what else? I don't like getting startled. You know, instead of go bleh, and instead of laughing, it just makes me mad. Mm hmm. Hmm. You know, it's funny, funny, like on the outside listening in, so some of these things don't really sound unreasonable. I mean, some of the I mean, it, I guess if you speak in a way that's too forward for someone or you make fun of someone and they can't tell you're joking, I guess that could be an issue. Yeah, somebody, that's probably why I've been excluded sometimes is either the jokes aren't funny, they don't want to be rude, 
or sometimes that I've said a joke and it came across like as a rude joke and making fun of them, which I'm not going to lie. I do mess. I like to mess around people like, like just for fun and like poke the bear a little bit, but not like, like full force. But I don't try to like make fun of the people with their sensitive stuff. Like if they've gotten a really bad father and they have really bad, like they don't like father jokes about that, then I'll keep my mouth shut about it. Yeah. Okay. So that's, yeah, I definitely understand that. So when you were being shunned in school and things like that, did that impact you in any way? Did you make, did it make you feel any type of way, like with a low self-esteem or how did it make you? Feel? Oh yeah. It hurt. It gave me a lot of like self-absorbed, like self, self-observed, like, like low self-esteem, but self-confidence kind of grow went down. But as I got older, the less I cared and the crapometer went down and believe me, that was the best decision of my life. And it made, it's made me a better person and a happier person to this day. Yeah. So what, what is it like today for you? So are you based on what your autism includes? Are you able to live alone? Are you able to travel by yourself? What are you able to do? No. What do you need help with? Uh, live alone. I do not live alone. I do live with my parents still. Um, travel alone. No. I mean, I would, I would like to one day, maybe, but as of now, no, but I like traveling with the family. I think family vacations are the best. So either way, even though I don't get to travel alone, which is kind of a bummer, I get to have fun with the family. And I, I've learned families as I've gotten older, families, number one, because they're not going to be with you forever. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So is there an aspect of autism that makes it difficult for you to travel alone is it the stimulus thing that's around you is it you know what 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 aspect is that it's the overwhelmingness mm-hmm. like if i want to do a well not really a like i'm gonna like focus on one thing if i'm on a vacation i'm focusing on relaxing not caring about the laundry not taking a shower all that jazz whereas and like we need on a normal day or an average day but guess what i'm on vacation you have to take a shower and all that jazz and if I do that plus the activities or fun things on the vacation, that's too much. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. All right. So, like, what do you what do you imagine for yourself in the future? Like, what do you want to do with your life moving forward? Sure. So, I'm going to college uh, next week. I think the 19th, which is uh, let me look again. Uh, Thursday, and I'm doing all virtual just because I need receptive language. That was kind of a, it was going to be online, but with the mask, it, yeah, our, our college required mask, and I can't, and I can't communicate to someone with the mask because while I hate receptive language, I kind of need it at the same time. So, but I'm going to college for media and then transferring events. I mean, sorry, I'm going to Ivy Tech for general education co- classes. They're going to event sense for either media or entrepreneurship. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So you want to be an entrepreneur um, or work in the media. What type of entrepreneur do you want to be? This media entrepreneur. Okay. Mm. I'm kind of doing, I'm kind of already ahead because I'm doing what I want to do. Yeah, absolutely. So, so how, how does being that you don't travel by yourself and you have 
these things. So what is your personal life like? Do you have do you want a partner? Have you had a partner? Like what what's that aspect of your life like? Uh, yeah, of course, I would like one. I mean, I'm not like swinging for the fences for it. I mean, I hope to one day, but right now I'm just living life as friend and a mental health advocate, but also have me time, enjoy me time, which is playing some video games and really just hanging out with the dogs and laying on and laying on a hammock and watching watching nature at its best. Mm, all right. That's cool. So what about this podcast? What made you because, you know, other people also have autism as well, and they don't have a podcast with at least about this topic. So what made you start a podcast about this specifically? Well, it was after I joined my high school's media club. I'm going to, I'm going to strain that's not a class. It was a club because I self chose it. And after junior year, when I, when this, I realized I wasn't going to be able to do this forever. And that sucked bad. I wanted to, but you can't be a senior in high school forever realistically unfortunately so the only way to continue i figured my media skills was to start my own and that's where autism rocks and rolls was born mm. and so obviously the purpose of this podcast is to give a better understanding of autism to the to emotional side of autism the emotional side mm-hmm. doctors i think doctors are phenomenal with that they give you the facts and that's awesome but they can't understand why an autistic person is so damn blunt yeah, I think, yeah, that. yeah, that's the hallmark. I think that's one of the hallmarks uh, of what this is, is that you don't have any filters. It's it's probably impossible for you to create social filters and deal with unwritten rules. So you just kind of just say whatever it is you need to say. Yeah. You, you don't do unwritten rules very well. No, I I break. I'm a rule breaker. Yeah, and, and re- not reading about the rules, that they're good rules and Mm-hmm. simple and understandable rules. If they're stupid rules, I don't follow them, but mm-hmm. if they're understandable rules, sure. So the emotional side. So talk more about, because you have, you have a whole podcast about it. So talk more about the emotional side. You talked about being blunt, being direct, not being able to build any filters or deal with any ambiguities. So what else is about the emotional life of someone with autism that, that you talk about? Uh, okay. Well, when I was younger, I had meltdowns. That's another one of my episodes called Meltdowns Autistic Style. Meltdowns are way different than tantrums. Tantrums, kids are just being kids. They're throwing a fit because they don't get the toy at Walmart. Okay, that's not a meltdown. A meltdown or an autistic meltdown, I should say, is it comes from a sensory thing. They just got like told off because they're being direct and didn't realize. I used to have like big meltdowns apparently when I went to Walmart. And I heard the buzzers, not because of the noise. It wasn't loud. It was just broad attic and it startled me. And that's where it led to the bleh, like ugly crying, I guess. And then I didn't like basketball games. Like not the basketball itself, the basketball itself and the dribbling was all fine. It was the stupid uh, school buzzers that were just too loud in another and just too sprout attic and another startling fear that I hated. So that's why that's something for you. Hmm. Okay. So oh, sensitivity to to loud or consistent noises, things like that. Yeah, that's for younger. As I got older, I'm a lot better with it. I love rock music and my ears jamming to that, busting out on that. So that's really, and I like it loud, like believe me, really loud. So I think I've grown out of it a little bit. But the wet T-shirt that stayed with me forever. Yeah. 
So what is it about the T-shirt? You said you don't have a problem with wet pants. So what is it about the no. T-shirt that bothers you, but not the pants? It's a pinchy feeling and pinches okay. my skin. But the pants doesn't the, the, the part that's hitting your skin, you know, on your lower half, it doesn't bother you. On, no, there's no pinching. It's just so like pinchy. Like it's yeah. pinchy. I mean, this is a little pinchy, but it's tolerable. Yeah. Oh, shirt pinchy? No, that is not tolerable. I don't get anyone to wear a wet shirt. Yeah. Actually, I don't like wet shirts on me either, but no, that I hear that. So when you say that you've had jobs and you've gotten fired, what would you have rather people do like to try to work with you in a situation? How could they work with you instead of firing you? Well, I haven't I haven't gotten fired yet. But I'm just saying Miss Temple Grant says 70 percent of people aren't getting who have autism aren't getting jobs because of the communication and the firing. And mm-hmm. I haven't had that experience yet. OK, but I think instead of trying to fire because of a miscommunication or because something to understand why not help why do you have to be rude instead of being rude and kicking their ass out the door help them and make and help them do the job correctly that way next time they will understand if they cannot they cannot then it's right it's time to let them go i'm not gonna baby it but help them first give them a chance at least don't don't like one chance and out. I mean, I'm a firm believer in second chances. I mean, two strikes, you're out. That's my opinion. Mm, wow. So what is what is a, a few things that you want people to understand about autism? I want people to understand that's not really a disorder. It's an ability, an ability that where we can be a genius is if you watch a me, if you watch me do my podcasting, you wouldn't know that I had autism. I mean, I know you do because it's in the name, but if it was just a regular podcast, trust me, you wouldn't know. We pay attention to details. That's why we great employees. We'll get that half cup of flour. I always use that that joke kind of because it's true because if, you know, we're trying to get like half a cup of flour for the cake, we're going to get that half cup of flour. Exactly. It's not going to be a little over, not going to be a little under, perfectly. And and with a detective, they're going to find clues all over the place, maybe clues you would have missed probably a lot of cold cases would be solved if we had homicide autistic detectives. Mm-hmm. Those are a couple of things right there. Okay. And so the overall message is about being accepting to people who will work a little differently than you and being open to ironing out any kinds of, um, I guess, issues or lack of communication that might come up. Bingo. How do you have guests on your podcast ever about this? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I have guests. I've had Mick Foley, Miss Temple Grandin. I had the honor of meeting her. I've had American Idol contestants, America's Got Talent contestants, my Taekwondo instructors, a video game developer with autism, NASCAR drivers with autism, Simon Jumdar. He's from Cutthroat Kitchen and Guys Grocery Games. He has a nephew who's on the autism and plays for autistic charities. And he's really dry and blunt, and I love him because of it. And he's really humble as well. And uh, well, and I've had an actress, Miss Sarah Topko. She is on Resident Alien, Sneaky Pete. She's not disabled or anything, but she has a me- she is a mental health advocate. Mm. All right. Well, that's good. That's a good list of people you had. And I'm thinking back. I've 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 definitely had contact with with people who were on the um, autism spectrum. And, and it, you know, I, I, I have known about this already because I have a friend uh, with a son with autism, um, even though he's nonverbal. I had known about this and I'd known about the the so-called the social 
difficulties supposedly about this. And yeah, he did seem kind of, I guess, blunt and does, didn't seem to be phased by all these unwritten rules and social things and niceties. And yeah, I've, I've was- seen I've seen him do a few things that people were like, well, why would you say that? Like, I've seen that. Um, yeah, like I couldn't like right now. It's all especially right now. I'm smart. Knows my younger kid. When we get older, we know now it's Timmy. We don't push people. Autistic people, they're still going to push people in, but not because of like the rudeness when they're younger. It's just to move them out of the way. I, that's what I could see. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a weird, but true example. Yeah, but it's, it brings up an interesting question for me. It's like, okay, so people with autism are blunt they say what's on their mind they don't have any social filters they can't read these unwritten codes so but i'm thinking well if everybody was like that if everybody was direct without caring about social stigmas and 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 rules wouldn't it be better like i I wish i think so half the time people want to be people want to be pussies let's put it that way yeah, like, wouldn't it be better? Like, I, I wouldn't necessarily say I would walk up to someone and say, you know what? I don't like you if there's no reason to do that. But at the same time, if, oh, we, yeah. if we all spoke our minds and spoke what we really thought all the time, I, in the end, I, it might be better. I think so. I Sometimes I think that. Yeah, so that's an interesting thing to, to ponder. Like, you're you're supposedly weird for being completely honest with whoever you are and whatever's on your mind. Uh, and you're supposedly weird for requiring that people are direct with you. But that probably should be a practice for everyone. Yeah. I used to hate people being direct with me. Now I love it. I love it when people say that, 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 you know what? I don't want to be your friend because not because you stink, but because I'm, I'm in a bad place right now. So thank you. Have a good day. I, I like that personally now yeah wow okay so how long have you had your podcast since october 2019 i can't remember the exact date but i can tell you it's been since october 2019 oh all right well that's cool so how do people find you and your podcast you got a website you have uh, sure so you can find me on podbean that's where my podcast is mainly that's like my home page or like home home i guess we can call it but I'm also on Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, LinkedIn, Stitcher, Listen Notes, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and my website's autismrocksandrolls.com. Don't type in the three W's. I don't know why it doesn't work. It used to, but it doesn't anymore. But just autismrocksandrolls.com and it will be there. Wow. All right. Well, what what what's one more tip that you can give somebody if they meet you or somebody else with autism? Uh you know, and of course, there's that there's that communication gap or communication style gap. What can you any advice you can give someone on what to do or how to? I mean, I'm also disabled, so it's sort of like treat me as normal. But at the same time, people may have never con- been around something like this. So yeah. what would you so say to my somebody? My final advice is kind of blunt, but it's so true. Basically, be nice and don't be stupid. Be nice and don't be stupid. Bingo. Be nice and don't be stupid. 
That's yep. a very simple thing. And I wish everyone had the same interpretations of the word nice and stupid. I wish that too. Believe me. Yes, absolutely. Well, it was very interesting, very interesting interview, sir. And I want to uh, thank you for your time. And I appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah, of course. And if you ever want me back on the show, I'm around. So just FYI. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That'll be very interesting to see um, other aspects of the stuff we, maybe we didn't cover yet. I don't know. So that is cool. Thanks, sir. Of course. If you'd like to be a guest on Core Confidence Life to share your talents, resources, or life lessons, just go to cclpodcast.com. That's cclpodcast.com and click on Be a Guest.